This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. So, I have a guest, which is always a thrill. Her name is Mothina. She's a moth, if that wasn't obvious. Come in. Please do come in. Yes, that's fine. Oh, just watch out for that open jar of honey. Wouldn't want you getting stuck or anything. Mothina, welcome to my studio. I'm so glad to... Oh, sure. Yeah. What kind of feedback did you have? Uh Uh-huh. Oh. Okay, let me just fill in my listeners. So, Mothina, who I am thrilled to have as my guest... Uh, took issue with something I put in a previous story. Um, I implied via a fictional moth character that moths have trouble laughing. And Mothina wants us all to know she laughs easily. In fact, she is laughing right now. So, apologies, Mothina. I guess chalk it up to artistic license. Can we say that? Oh, great. Maybe I'll have a laughing moth in a future story. What's that? Well, no, not this story, because I already wrote the whole thing. Another story, but I'm sure you'll love this one. Let's get to it. Our story is called Take a Ride on the Sleep Bus. Take it away, Tule. Remember, there is no pictures. You need to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, let's go! Lambden felt like he was floating through his day at school. Mr. Hoofminster droned on in wool crafts. A variation on this technique is to carefully braid the wool into numerous strands. The alfalfa at lunch tasted a bit off. I think they forgot to wash it again. And it rained the entire day. So all that could be seen out the window was the dark gray sky and puddles forming in the grass. Lambden disliked rain. He disliked the way his hoofs got all muddy and sloshed through the water on his way home. But today, he did not care. He smiled the entire day daydreaming about the sleep train. You see, that morning, he'd received a notice from the sleep crew letting him know that his beloved sleep train was back in business. He'd get to board it that very night and finally have the ultimate sleep experience for which he longed. He practically skipped home, Ignoring the pouring rain, ignoring the sloshing of his hoofs. At home, he dried his wool with a wool dryer, read a book, and generally bided his time. He breezed through dinner, not even caring that they were having grass patties, which he did not prefer. No matter. It was time. 
He brushed his teeth, combed through his wool, which was still a bit matted from all the rain, and clomped off to bed, positively radiating with anticipation. His sister's bed looked disturbed. The blanket had been shifted out of place. Lambden got a faint whiff of her hoof lotion, and he knew she was likely already seated on the sleep train. She might even already be asleep. Now it was Lambden's turn. He peeled back his pillow to reveal his button. It gleamed in the moonlight streaming in the window. A voice came from the button. Oh, I repeat, the sleep train is now halting. All animals should make their way to the station at once. All aboard! Lambden grinned. He stretched out his hoof and pressed the button. Click! A great swirling cloud streamed upwards. Lambden braced himself to hit the ground with a thud, but instead he was dropped gently to the ground in a cavernous train station. Huh, impressive, he muttered, warm feelings about the sleep crew growing within him. He looked up ahead and saw the sleep train's tour guide, the towering moose, greeting passengers as they climbed aboard the train. Mind the gap, Xander. You are looking mightily serious about your sleep tonight. Oh dear, Athena, lift that eye mask for just a few minutes, will you? We don't want anyone to trip, now do we? Lambden made his way to the boarding area, and the moose soon loomed above him. Lambden, my dear, wonderful to see you. Lambden yawned heartily, and the towering moose looked proud as if he'd demonstrated a hard-won skill. Climb aboard, Lambden. Mind the gap. That's it? No issues? The towering moose smiled down at him. Not tonight. Lambden shook his head in wonder. The sleep crew is really improving, aren't they? He thought to himself. He climbed aboard and found a seat. Delilah, a rabbit who regularly traveled on sleep vehicles, was near the front, her mist machine on full blast, diffusing the scent of lilacs throughout the train's cabin. Lambden settled into his seat next to an otter whose eyes were already closed. Soon, Martleby would be flitting through the aisles, handing out blankets. Lambden eased his own eyes closed, just to rest them a bit before the calming ride to come. Soft music drifted from the speakers in the cabin, and Lambden allowed his mind to wander as he listened to it. Then he began to hear something else. Whispery voices from the other passengers. Beetles, beetles, 
Are you kidding me? I heard they're trying to address it, but I don't see how. Will we have to get off? I think we will. She'll probably announce it soon. Lambden sat up and opened his eyes. Many of the passengers were chatting now, exchanging exasperated looks and sighs. No, this is not happening, he muttered to himself. Oh, but it was. The towering moose trotted to the front of the train's cabin, wearing an overly enthusiastic smile. Uh, guests? Hello? Uh, we are so pleased to have you here tonight. Uh, there's just one small detail that I would love to share with you. We have to get off, don't we? Uh... It's Beatles, isn't it? Cried an anxious armadillo. Well, well, word gets around, doesn't it? Surely due to the convivial and tight-knit atmosphere we've cultivated amongst our devoted passengers. Lambden felt a knot form in his stomach. We have been informed that an imperiled species of beetle has taken up residence on the tracks. Groans went up throughout the cabin. Unfortunately, this means we need to take very specific steps to coax the beetles out of harm's way. It will take approximately 36 hours. Beetles, are you kidding me? I'll eat them, if that'll help, shouted an anteater. I prefer ants, but I can make an exception. Now then, all this means is we'll have the wondrous opportunity to take you on an alternative sleep The towering moose kept talking, but Lambden stopped listening. He felt a headache coming on. Within moments, the passengers were ushered off the sleep train. They were directed up a stairwell, out into the open air of a city street. Beep, beep. The moose led them down the block to a bus stop. This can't be happening, Lambden muttered. Let's all try to embrace what is happening, shall we? The moose said, smiling broadly. A large, time-worn bus chugged to a stop before them, and the moose ushered the passengers aboard. But not before Lambden saw one of the bus's headlights flicker and wink out. The passengers bustled through the aisles, finding whatever seats they could. The seats themselves were worn and ripped in places. One of the bus's windows was missing a pane. There were cobwebs in the corners, and the whole thing smelled rather like mildew. This place is a dump, said a raccoon, sniffing at the air. Lambden found a seat towards the middle, next to a poodle he'd never seen before. The poodle was not wearing pajamas and kept glancing around, looking anxious. He turned to Lambden. Uh, do you know if this bus goes to the Sofa Museum? The Sofa Museum? Yeah, it's a museum filled with artisanal sofas. Do you know if this goes there? 
But before Lambden could answer, the towering moose's voice came blaring over the bus's ancient intercom. Guess, hello, and well, my goodness, that is loud. There we are. Guests, welcome to the sleep bus. Some of you may feel transported back in time to the halcyon days of yore. I know I do. The sleep bus was, in fact, our very first sleep vehicle. Being here once again undoubtedly brings to mind fond memories among our most senior serious sleepers. A tortoise named Damien stretched out his neck. Like the time there was that hailstorm and we all had to... Enough nostalgia. It's time for our sleep journey to commence. With that, the bus lurched forward and began to rumble down the city street. Next to Lambden, the poodle frowned. This doesn't go to the sofa museum, does it? I don't think so. Soon... The bus made its way out of the city and into the rolling hills of the countryside. Martleby made his way down the center aisle. But on the sleep bus, there were no blanket options. Martleby silently handed each passenger a thin, scratchy blanket. It was nothing like Lambden's usual weighted blanket, so soft and heavy. It wasn't so bad, though. The scratchiness couldn't reach him through his pajamas. Lambden relaxed into his seat and realized how tense he'd been up until that moment. Delilah had her mist machine up and running, and the musty smell of the bus was soon masked by the scent of raspberries and lemon. The windows of the bus were a bit grimy, But still, it was a beautiful night. Guests, take a gander off to your left and drink up that vivid quarter moon. And keep looking out the windows as we roll up to our first spectacle. The sleep passengers began to yawn. Not even a tired old bus could stymie truly serious sleepers. The bus eased to a stop. And Lambden watched along with everyone else, including the poodle, who leaned over Lambden in order to get a look at the dancers. There were three of them, three swans dancing ballet. They wore simple costumes, tutus, of course. Lambden watched them, expecting something else to appear. But no, it was just three ballet-dancing swans on the side of the road. Lambden realized this must have been one of the original shows. This was how the sleep crew had gotten its start. Simple, calming performances out the window of a bus. No theatrics, no frills. The straightforwardness of it made Lambden smile. The bus lurched forward and the dancing swans fell behind them as they continued onward 
through the beautiful hillside. Lambden settled back into his seat. He turned to see that the poodle, who had boarded the bus by accident, was fast asleep. Guess we are now on our way to our second and final sleep performance of the evening. Second and final? There are only two stops. The towering moose prattled on about how ideal it was to have only two stops. It's a throwback, you see? It's vintage. Splendid, isn't it? But Lambden didn't mind. After so much complexity on various sleep vehicles, he was relieved to lean back and enjoy a pleasant ride without any... There was a snapping sound, followed by a crackle and a pop. The bus jolted, and it sputtered to a halt. Ah! Oof! Eek! Whoa! Lambden sat up straight and looked out the window, hoping this was part of the second and final performance. The intercom crackled to life. Oh, yes, hello. The countryside is so peaceful, is it not? Uh, it seems we are experiencing some unforeseen difficulties of a mechanical nature. Nothing our roadside assistance crew can't fix, of course. The towering moose trilled. Passengers all over the bus woke up and scowled. Now then, we can all just sit tight and wait for... Smoke began billowing from the bus's engine. New plan, the moose said, her eyes growing frantic above her cloying smile. Let's all get out and get better acquainted with the magnificent countryside. In fact, we'll bring the next performance to you under the stars. Isn't this a marvelous upgrade? What a unique sleep experience. The passengers exited the broken-down bus, grumbling as they went. Beatles, are you kidding me? Is this really an upgrade? It's cold out here. They tucked their scratchy blankets beneath paws, wings, and claws. Lambden found a spot on the grass. It was frigid under the dark night sky, and he tried to huddle beneath his blanket to get warm. The performers arrived, as promised. There were three bears wearing golden vests, riding on unicycles. They rode in figure eights and whistled as they went. That was it. As with the swans, the bears offered simple, straightforward, calming entertainment. Passengers sprawled on the ground, nestling beneath their blankets. The bears continued their mesmerizing unicycling, roving in circles, the moonlight glinting off the golden threads of their vests. Lambden sank against the hard ground, watching the show. In his periphery, he saw the towering moose clapping her hooves together in exaggerated enthusiasm at the performance. Even though he was shivering, 
huddled in a scratchy blanket on the side of the road, next to a dilapidated bus billowing smoke, Lambden felt his eyes grow heavy. How am I going to get home? He wondered, his mind fuzzy. His vision drifted out of focus, and the cycling bears became a gentle swirl of colors. Lambden nestled against the ground. His eyes closed. His mind quieted. Ow! Lambden woke up with a crick in his neck. His body ached. He opened his eyes and blinked against the harsh morning sun, streaming in his open window. His mind was addled from a fitful night's sleep, and it took him a moment to recognize he was in his own bed, at home. Huh? Lambden sat up. He felt something in his wool and reached up to find a tuft of grass. There were bits of gravel in his bed. Grass. Gravel. The sleep bus, he muttered, the night's events rushing back to him. Lambden felt indignation swell within him. That's it. That was the last straw, he said to himself. But was it really? After all, the sleep crew had made plenty of missteps over the years, and Lambden had always returned. What choice did he have? Frustrated and sore, Lambden fell back into his bed, his head resting on his pillow. He felt something poking him. Huh? What's that? Lambden peeled back his pillow. There was a new button right next to his old one. It looked nothing like his usual buttons or even his usual temporary buttons. He pressed his hoof against it. Nothing happened. He pressed again. Still nothing. Then it hit him. It was not a button at all. It was a knob. He turned it. A puff of glittery smoke burst from the knob. <coughs> Lambden rubbed his eyes. When the smoke dissipated, he saw a small slip of paper folded on his pillow. He opened it. Lambden read the text to himself. Use this coupon to get 50% off a ride on the sleep railroad. Sleep railroad? He read further. Dissatisfied with your usual sleep vehicles? Need reliable sleep entertainment? Tired of glitches in the sleep cruise process? Join the sleep group for a different kind of sleep experience. Sleep group? Huh. It seemed the sleep crew had some competition. Lambden looked at the coupon for a very long time, until he realized he would be late for school if he didn't get a move on. 
but the coupon stayed in his mind throughout the day. What's that, Mathina? Yes, you heard that right. A sleep train competitor. Well, I can't tell you yet. I guess we'll have to see what Lambden chooses to do next, won't we? It won't be that long of a wait. Mathina is not pleased with this cliffhanger. She's fluttering around in a bit of a rage. Watch out for the honey. <sighs> Seriously, I don't have a top for that jar. I have to go. Mathina is fluttering perilously close to my open jar of honey. And once she's stuck in there, not good people. I hope you enjoyed this story. It was certainly a fun one to write. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. My in-house tech director, Peter Kay, runs my website and puts my stories in the internet for all of you to enjoy. Thank you to my Little Stories premium subscribers for making it possible for me to continue sharing stories with children around the world. You can get more of the stories you love and an ad-free listening experience by visiting littlestoriespremium.com. And as part of Little Stories Premium, you can now download Little Stories for Sleep, a new podcast feed with sleep editions of dozens of stories you know and love, plus some new ones, perfect for bed. Enjoy. Thank you to Tule for the super important reminder message at the beginning. And thank you to the many Little Stories premium subscribers who contributed sound effects for this story. Thank you to Ali, Alec, Sila, Willow, Riola, Clay, Lowell, Anna, August, Carter, Evren, Zora, Zoe, Quinton, Sahana, Nikhil, Livia, Frida, Noah, Ella, Mia, Alma, Mavis, Sierra, Rye, Isla, Abby, Charlie, Cody, Avery, Henry, Beatrice, Dean, Coco, Hannah, Maxwell, Jeremiah, May, Hayden, Hadley, Aria, Tallulah, Haven, Nova, Cyrus, Wyatt, Luna, Hazel, and Finn. And thank you, as always, for listening in.